Hey everyone, before we start the show, I have a request. If you value this podcast, the stories, the wisdoms and insights, I would like your support. My book, Pathways to Business Success, is just now published and available on all Amazon and Google Play platform. Or simply, you can just visit ihabtabara.com to find out more. I wrote this book to help aspiring entrepreneurs to start their own business by sharing my wisdom and experience in life and also to motivate people who want to make a change. If you would like to support me as your friend and if you haven't read my book yet and wanted to learn the secret to success and how to develop an entrepreneurial mindset, Pathways to Business Success book is for you. So please just grab and buy my book. It will only cost you a few cups of coffee. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Pathways to Business Success podcast series. Today, I have the absolute pleasure and honor of having with me our amazing guest speaker, Jeff Gotthelf, author and founder of Gotthelf.co. A bit of background information for our listener. Jeff helps organizations build better products and also executives to build the culture that built better products. Through the uses of concepts like design thinking, lean UX, and agile software development, he brings a new approach to running organization and the department within them, most recently focusing on human resources and how they can be more agile as well as support agility in the organization. He is the co-author of the award-winning book, Lean UX, and the Harvard Business Review Press book, Sense and Respond. Starting off as a software designer, Jeff now works as coach, consultant, and keynote speaker, helping company bridge the gaps between business agility, digital transformation, product management, and human-centered design. His most recent book, Forever Employable, was published in June 2020, which I truly recommend everyone to read. Well, Jeff, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to have you here today in my podcast. And might I say that you're a true inspiration and motivation to many, and especially to me. Thank you uh, my, so much for being here. My pleasure, Ihab. Thanks so much for having me here. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm glad we got a chance to meet and to connect and to do this uh, interview. Great, great. That's fantastic. So, Jeff, tell us, how did you start and decided to start your own you know, entrepreneurship journey and how did you become a motivational and inspirational speaker? It's a good question because I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. If you, if you would mm-hmm. have met me in my 20s, and I started working professionally in my mid to late 20s. Uh, if you would have met me then or even uh, really in my early 30s, I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I, I was never the ideas guy. I was always the execution guy. So if you have an idea, I'll help you get it done. But I never, I never was never thought of myself as the kind of guy who would start a business for himself. And then what's okay. interesting is I found myself um, in 2008, I was 35 years old. And I realized that in five years, I would be 40. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified. I was terrified of being 40. Uh, these days, I would be thrilled to be 40. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but at 35, you know, with five years to go until 40, I was terrified. I was, I was concerned that I would be too old and too expensive mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to stay employed consistently when I turned 40. I'm married. I was married back then, two children. I was living in the United States. I had a house, two cars, and you know, all the standard stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was really worried that if I kept, you know, you know, the path that I was following was very traditional. You know, I, I applied for jobs. I would get a mm-hmm. job. I would work for a couple of years and then I would apply for a job that was a slight promotion. So I would make a little bit more money, have a slightly better title, maybe manage a person or two more. Um, and I was just concerned that in five years that that was going to run out and I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore. And so I realized I had to change that. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I could think of to change that was to break out on my own and define a name for myself, define okay. a personal brand and a reputation for myself. Okay. And, okay. and the interesting thing that the first step that I took was actually very much an entrepreneurial step was I, I quit my full-time job. And I started a design agency with two friends in New York City. Okay. Um, and, and really, the main reason for that was the opportunity to try working in a new and better way when it comes to developing, designing and developing digital products and services, and mm-hmm. then to have material to write about and to share in order to build that thought leadership around modern software design and development. And so I set out on my own, well, initially with with, uh, my two colleagues to build an agency and then really focusing my part of that agency on building content and then using that content as marketing for the agency and then realistically for myself as well. So that's how the journey started anyway. What quite 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 fascinating. So breaking out uh, on your own and to build a reputation for yourself, that's quite fascinating indeed. Uh, Jeff, can you tell us about your book? You know, forever employable. What are the lessons? What are the key takeaways? So forever employable tells that story. It tells the story from the morning that I turned thirty-five years old mm-hmm. up until today. Okay. How I built the business that I have today, which is a business of coaching, consulting, content, um, training, public mm-hmm. speaking, writing, that type of thing. Um, and, and the the book details very specifically, excuse me, how, how I got here and mm-hmm. what I did to get here and what were the steps. And in the book, I detail five specific steps. And those okay. steps are plant a flag, which means deciding what you're going to build your platform on. What are you you going to be known for? Tell your story is the second step, which is, okay, you've planted your flag. Now you've got to become a storyteller. How do you share that story? Mm -hmm. The third step is follow the new path. So uh, that's once you start telling your story, new opportunities are going to present themselves and they're going to be different and uh, maybe not what you've been doing up until now. And you've got to start to embrace those kinds of opportunities because that's why you're doing this. That's what's going to lead to new and bigger and better opportunities. The fourth step was teaching. Uh, Teaching is something that I never thought I would be doing. And yet I find myself doing that all the time now. 
And then the fifth and final step was the thing that took me the longest to learn, which was give it all away. So you're generating all this content, you've got all this experience and all this expertise, and you should be paid for it. And I agree that you should be paid for it. And yet, the unintuitive thing to do is to give as much of it away as you can, because Mm -hmm. the more generous you are to your community, the more that comes back to you in the long run. And those are the five steps I cover in the book. I talk about how I did it, how others have done it, what I learned along the way, what was easy, what was hard. And the book kind of tells my story. And then we inject a bunch of case studies in there as well from other people who have done similar things, but from all walks of life. That's the thing that I really cared about in this book was I didn't want people to walk away from this book or to pick up this book and say, forever employable. Okay, it's another tech bro. Like this is going to be for people. (laughs) No, really. And and so I, I, I took... I made a special effort so that all the case studies in there came from every walk of life I could come up with, right? So everything from artists and musicians to chefs, uh, celebrity photographers, radio personalities, um, Mm -hmm. you name it. I really want to prove that this is something that as long as you have experience, expertise, and a passion for something, you can build a business around it. Absolutely, I agree. Absolutely, yeah. Passion is really important, I think. Absolutely. I like the, uh, you know, what intrigues me most in your uh, five steps is the pl- uh, plant uh, flag, which reminds me of one of my ex-career coach uh, at the LBS. He mentioned something that planting seed, which is like uh, almost the same concept that planting a flag, right? It, it is, but... but it, the interesting thing about so planting a flag is is really and it's it's a, it's a tough thing because it's an exercise in, in in choosing the right it's a leveling exercise and so mm-hmm. if if you planning you're really gonna you, you look you're gonna spend a lot of time with this subject if it works out and so it's got to be something that you really care about something that you enjoy spending time doing something that you don't mind spending the next five to ten years doing but it's an, it's an exercise in leveling. You can't go too broad. You can't say, well, I want to talk about uh, project management, for example, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Project management is a massive umbrella of, yes, of possibilities, mm-hmm. right? Are you managing pro- like construction projects? Are you um, a technical project manager? You know, there's, there's an infinite number of, of things you could be doing as a project manager. You, mm-hmm. you, so, so it's it's too big to say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna talk about project management. You can't go too narrow either. If you go too narrow, you end up with, you can, I mean, you end up with, with you know, no audience to build or to speak to. So you can't say, look, I'm a project manager for, uh, you know, rural bridges in, uh, you know, the, the you know, Venezuela, something okay. like that. I was trying to think yeah, of yeah, like, exactly. I was trying, I was very trying narrow, really, very narrow. Yeah. Very narrow, niche, right? niche market. Yeah, exactly. There just aren't that many people who are going to want to listen to you about building those kinds of bridges in Venezuela. And so, and so not that there's anything wrong with building bridges in Venezuela, right? I just want to be clear, <laughs> yeah. right? I was just trying to give a very specific example. So you've got to find somewhere in the middle that is specific enough so that I know what you're talking about. And I know what you're, what you're about. And if I need services, you're the person I go to, 
but not so specific that there isn't enough of an audience there to build a sustainable business around that, right? Ultimately, you're trying to build a business around this. And so there has to be a target audience. And you can test your flags. You can test it. That you, you don't have to just determine it immediately and say, okay, I'm a technical project manager for CRM systems mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Uh, real estate, right? Or something like that. You can say, look, that's one thing that I know a lot about. Let me test that flag. Um, and you can test it with content experiments. You can write short blog posts or tweets or engage in conversation on discussion forums. Okay. And get a sense of whether or not this is somewhere where you really want to spend some time. And you can test a couple of these flags before committing to one. And what you're looking for is interest in general, interest in your content specifically, and the room to grow. Again, is there enough there for you to be able to build a sustainable business for yourself around that? And that's, that's, that's what planting your flag is all about. Okay, interesting, interesting. So just let me recap for our audience here. So plant a flag, tell a story, follow the new path, teach and give it all away. So yeah. it's really, uh, really motivational, really, really. Uh, I want to um, go back on something on you mentioned in your book for every employee, but the five qualities, can you explain to us what's the five quality for someone to become, you know, forever employable? Absolutely. And, and this is interesting because th- this is all hindsight now. But uh, at the time when I was doing this, I had to really discover these qualities in myself okay. or look for things that I've done in my life in the past that made me believe that mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. these qualities. So I'll, I'll, let me read them off and then, and then I'll go through each one. So the five qualities that I've discovered in myself and that I believe that you need to become forever employable are entrepreneurialism, Mm -hmm. self-confidence, continuous learning, improvement, and reinvention. And again, these these are things that in hindsight are obvious to me that I was doing and that I had. But at the time, I didn't know that I I had these qualities or I didn't know where to look for them. So for example, entrepreneurialism. I've already told you, I I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur. But when it came time to to strike out on my own and start to really develop a business, both in the agency and then for myself, I that's already that's already entrepreneurism, actually. It, it, it is, it is. But you know, the, the question is like, why would I even like, you know, why would I even try this? And it turns out that I had been an entrepreneur in my life before. I just didn't realize it. I, I played in bands, yeah. musical bands, for many years. Yeah. Um, and bands are startups. That's that's what they are. You and your friends get together. You have exactly. a crazy idea. You think it's going to change the world. You pour everything you have, every free moment, every dollar, every ounce of energy and passion into it. And you suffer for a long time, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you really try to build a business around this. And I had done this for a long time, for 10 years in a few wow. different bands, I had done this, and uh, I was also the guy who ran the business of the bands. Not that there was much of a business <laughs> for most of them. The, the manager of the band, right? But, but yeah, but look, but somebody has to book the gigs and get paid. and, and Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, yeah. And, and hold the band credit card, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. <laughs> um, but no, but, but I did that, and I didn't realize that that was being entrepreneurial. That was just me and my buddies you know, trying to be rock stars, but it turns out that Mm -hmm. that is exactly that. It's about being entrepreneurial. 
And so I discovered that quality in myself and I leaned into it. The self-confidence I was looking for came from, certainly from being on stage in bands for so many yeah, years. Exactly. It helps a lot. Look, I, you know, uh, it helps a lot to be uh, on stage in front of a thousand people. It helps a lot to be on stage in front of four people. Um, you know, there's, there's a level of confidence that you need to maintain regardless of how many people are in the audience. And that was super helpful for me as well. Plus, I, I'd also spent some time uh, in the circus, as it turns okay. out. I had a very short gig, about six months worth of work in, the, uh, in a circus in the okay. year 1995. And, uh, and that was a very strange place. And I felt like an outsider there, like I didn't belong. And I not only survived, but I thrived and I learned a lot how to collaborate, how to build new relationships, and mm-hmm. how to how to be confident in my abilities to to succeed in any environment. Absolutely, I mean confidence is really important in, in on all aspects, you know, and especially when you go on stage, you remove the fear of anxiety and stress, and you know, in front of the audience, you know, that's important. It is, it is, and and you know, I, I think that there's a. Uh, Look, there's an old song by a band called Blues Traveler called Hook, where, okay. where the, the opening lyric in the song, he says, it doesn't matter what I say as long as I <laughs> sing with inflection, right? In other words, like as long as I sing, I sing it with some kind of confidence. And there's something to that, right? Now, I'm not saying you go out there and you BS your way to success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you know your stuff and you get up in front of a group of individuals, whether it's public speaking or writing or mm-hmm. recording a video or whatever to podcasting, whatever it is. If you speak with confidence and you know your stuff, you're going to convince people. They're going, they're going to believe you. I totally agree. It is the, the way the perception the others they have on you on the way on the stage, your body language, your tone, uh, presentation, they play a big role. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying there's no room for humility and I'm not saying there's no room for self-deprecation, but coming Mm. up there and saying, look, this is what I know and I'm going to share it with you and and we can debate it if you disagree, Mm -hmm. but at the very least coming up with confidence helps a lot. Um, And then continuous learning. This is, this is the key I think to all of this is to recognize that you don't know everything and that as you and the world that we live in is changing so rapidly. It's ridiculous to not stay on top of everything that's going on. And so reading, absolutely, absolutely. consuming, right? And so getting better, understanding the world, and then improving, right? So it's self, in, continuous improvement of what you do and how you do it. Right. Yeah, self, self-development on yourself, you know, invest in yourself to learn new things, discover new things and stuff like that, right? I mean, look, I wrote my first book. Um, I signed the contract in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, we submitted the manuscript in 2012, late 2012. And the book was published in 2013. The book was called Lean UX. Um, Lean UX, exactly. I remember you mentioned that in your webinar. Yeah, you, it took you like two or three years to write the book. Or yeah. Right? And, yeah. And now, now it's in its second edition. And in fact, my co-author Josh Seiden and I are in the midst of writing the third edition of the book now. But here's okay. the thing, right? When I had to go write the second edition of this book, mm-hmm. I had to go read the first edition. 
<laughs> and look, I mean, to, I mean, I don't read my book every day. It had been a while. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we submitted, I mean, the book was published in 2013. Second edition was published in 2016. So it had been a couple of years since I last mm -hmm. read it. And I went back to read the first edition of the book and I was horrified. I was just, oh, wow. I was incredulous. I was like, how could they have published this? I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm so like I was I was embarrassed by my writing, you know. I said I said really like this is, like, I was really oh, horrified wow. by it. But here, but here's the interesting thing, right? So so I, but it's it's partially because I didn't know how to write a book. But the interesting thing is that six months ago I had mm -hmm. to go back and read the second edition of Lean okay. because okay. we're writing the third edition now. So I had to go back and read the second edition. And I was, I was really not looking forward to it. Really, I was like, this is going to be terrible again. I'm, I don't want to embarrass <laughs> myself. And I was so pleasantly surprised at how much better it was than the mm -hmm. first edition. Now, remember, I mean, five or six years had passed since I started writing books at that point. And, the, and I not only had written a book, twice but i'd also started writing blog posts on a regular basis and talks and my writing simply got better definitely definitely right? and so i'm i'm my goal is to continuously improve everything that i'm doing and the way that i'm delivering it and when you do that you reach more people it resonates more you build more of an audience you build more of a network and what you're doing when you're sharing your story in a compelling way is you are reversing the dynamic of your professional development of your career of of the flow of work if you think okay. about i always like to think about career growth and um as as in systems i like i like systems thinking right if you think mm -hmm. about sort of the traditional way that you proceed through your career it's like a uh, a push system so you push yourself into opportunities, into job openings, into interviews, okay. right? And, Absolutely, and you, yeah, yeah. And you give up all the control and all the power in that situation to the people who make decisions, whether or not they accept you for an interview, whether they, or they accept you for a job. When you have a good story to tell about your flag and you mm -hmm. tell it in a compelling way and you continue to get better, you reverse the flow of that system. Instead okay. of a push system, it becomes a pull system. And all of a sudden, you're back in control. And what you're doing by sharing your story is you are pulling on the system continuously. And okay. you're generating opportunities towards you every time that you tell your story, every time that you get better at telling your story. So someone hears this podcast and they say, wow, that Jeff, he's a good storyteller. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire him to tell me a story about something that he knows about. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I gave a talk. Um, I gave a 15 minute talk on a kind of a live webinar, the uh, Swedish live webinar a few weeks ago about objectives okay. and key results. Mm -hmm. They gave me 15 minutes and I did the best that I could in 15 minutes to distill the concept. And I did a good enough job to where I get an email almost every day from someone who attended that webinar and is asking, hey, can you come speak to my company? Can you teach us about OKRs? Can you give it, can you give that same talk? 
And so that's what's happening here, right? You're, you're reversing the flow of opportunities instead of you chasing them. Yeah, reverse they, it. Yeah, exactly. You attract them and you chase and they, they chase you and, and you can build a business around that. You can build a very, very uh, comfortable business depending on what you want to do. I don't look, I used to run an agency. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> that was, uh, yep. that was, um, uh, really, really stressful. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm super happy having a business, you know, what they call a lifestyle business. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 yeah. a comp- I'm a company of one. Um, but I know lots of folks who do what I do and have built consulting businesses underneath it, coaching businesses underneath it, content businesses underneath it with multiple people working for them as well. So there's a real opportunity here to, to, to build any kind of business that you want. But this uh, push and pull is like, you know, it, take, it takes uh, dedication, you know, persistence and time, right? To build your own brand and uh, pers- so people can perceive you in that aspect. Yeah, look, I mean, you're building a business. Let's, let's, not, let's not BS it, right? You're building mm-hmm. a business and it takes this, whether you're trying to become the next unicorn or you're mm-hmm. trying to build a personal brand, or a, you know, reputation, a network and an audience based on your experience and your expertise. Um, there's that's work and it's, it's, you go, you do that work every day. You do it consistently. You learn, you have good days, you have bad days. Uh, there are days, you know, where I write something and I think it's the greatest thing ever and no one reads it. And there are days where I like, I have 15 minutes before I have to go, you know, do something with one of my kids or, or, you know, go to the store and I'll just write something and tweet it out. And it becomes the most popular thing I published all month. Um, and you've got to show up every day and do the work and, and eventually good stuff happens. Yeah. Like plant the flag, like you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So just to recap here, the five qualities, entrepreneurism, self-confidence, continuous learning, improvement, and reinvention. Can you elaborate on the last one, re- reinvention? Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about that. So this is the interesting yeah. thing, right? So... There is a, uh, look, the world moves on, right? You're going to pick a flag and you want that flag to last for a long time. You want to think about that flag kind of in the same way that Jeff Bezos thinks about his businesses, where he's like, what's not going to change over the next 10 or 20 years? What are people always going to need? And And you build around that. But the way that you deliver that service, the way the, the, the channels, the, the formats, et cetera, that's going to change. And so how can you take that same expertise and reinvent it as the world around you changes? Right? I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for, for the first half of my career, I, I was a web designer. I was a product designer, a product manager, all in digital, digital products and services, websites, okay. web apps, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I teach is um, design thinking, lean UX, lean startup, this kind of under the umbrella of product thinking. The product thinking mm-hmm. says, look, you make a product, you have customers, you're trying to change customers' behavior. Now I can do that all day and night with product teams. But what's interesting is, is lately I've started reinventing myself and taking that same concept and applying it to non-product teams. So how do you okay. take product thinking, design thinking, lean startup and agile and apply it to human resources or finance? Yes. Or legal. Well, look, I believe I believe I can do it, and I believe I can do it pretty well. 
And so I'm, I'm reinventing myself by taking basically the same work I've been doing for the last 15 years, okay. now recreating it in a new context. Okay. And so that keeps me relevant. And as long as you can stay relevant and continue to reinvent yourself as the world around you evolves, then you can stay forever employable. Wow. Wow. Really powerful. To be relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. You have to always follow the new trend, what's happening, and uh, you know, see down the line what's going to change in the world so you can be relevant at your time. Well, that's great, Jeffrey. Uh, any last word of wisdom for our listeners? You know, you have any, uh, they want to start their own business. What advice can you give them? The most important thing that you can do, and it's humbling and it will hurt, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> the, the most important thing that you can do if you're going to build a business is define your target audience, okay. and then go talk to them. And I mean, talk to them. Don't send surveys. Don't send them questionnaires. Don't pop up a, a widget on your website or on your app. Speak with them face-to-face, one-on-one, every week. Your goal as an entrepreneur is to speak to, your, to at least three of your customers every week for the duration of your business. That's the most humbling, most informative thing that you can do. It keeps you grounded. It keeps mm -hmm. you focused on reality and, and it gives you a real sense of empathy for the people that you're serving. That's the best thing that you can do. Wow. Amazing. So define your target audience and go speak to them on a daily basis. Please. Weekly. We, I'll say weekly. Just to be fair. Wow. 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 Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time and for your, for your time. And uh, thank you for being here on my podcast. And thank you everyone for listening and stay tuned and subscribe to our next Pathways to Business Success podcast and look forward to speaking to you again. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you again, Jeff. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pathways to Business Success podcast. It has been a pleasure to have you and I hope you have enjoyed our episode. If you would like to listen more to our experts, interview, and amazing speakers, please subscribe and come and find us on www.ihabtabara.com.